Hi everyone, Sandman here. What happens if you take the red pill and then turn 40, 50, 60, or even 70 years old? What happens when you've already raised a family or are finishing up the process when you realize how gynocentric culture works and that your wife will never change? And that for the rest of your married life, you will have to listen to her, deal with her outrageous demands, and accept it. Otherwise, you'll have to go through a messy divorce. And for the rest of your life, you'll have to listen to her, deal with her outrageous demands, and accept it, or otherwise you'll have to deal with a messy divorce, lose more than half of your assets, and most likely spend the remainder of your life explaining away to your children that you left their mother because you took the red pill and saw the light. Do you really think your children are going to forgive you for leaving their mother, or for spending their inheritance money on lawyers in order to leave your mother in the first place? Especially if there's no real reason for you to do so. So many men in this position figure out that it's just cheaper to keep her. Staying in an unhappy and unfulfilled relationship for the sake of keeping your money, your friends, and your children around is basically a fair trade-off for many men that consider leaving their wives later in life. It takes a lot of guts to leave someone after you've been with them for more than a decade or two of marriage. You know you're going to lose a lot if you do, and you might not have very much to gain. So at this point in your life, like I mentioned, it's often cheaper to keep her. Then there's the issue of the grandchildren as well. This is yet another guilt trip to keep you from leaving. A lot of people assume that it's all about money when leaving a woman you've been to for more than 20 or 30 years. A lot also has to do with the emotional toll. Imagine the guilt trips from close family members, friends, relatives, and the fact that society makes you feel like you're going to die alone someday. But it's not like the nursing home and the hospitals are going to turn you away simply because you're divorced. I think the real reason people say it's cheaper to keep her is because it's an excuse. You don't want to uproot your life this late in the game and start all over again. And in many cases, it's too late to start from the beginning. I ended up pulling the eject button on my last relationship after 10 years because there was no future for that relationship because I wanted children and she didn't. So it was time to leave. And luckily for me, I ended up managing to stumble my way into the red pill. But in some cases, it's more expensive to stay in a relationship you're not happy in. After leaving, I still felt like I could salvage my life, have a family, and meet someone. And the most I feel that I want at this point is a child through surrogacy. Someone to raise and provide all the emotional support I never got when I was younger. Not a child to treat like a possession or a commodity. And I'm acquainted with loss at this point in my life, and I'm willing to let that child live for themselves when they don't need me anymore. Like I was saying, I feel that men that say it's cheaper to keep her are actually using it as an excuse to not uproot their lives. Men in such a position might have been married their entire lives, raised good children and had a good career or job, and also have a nice house and are respected members of their own community. For them to leave all that behind would mean that they would be failing at life. This is why I think men stay in these types of relationships as they get older. Men don't need much money to live, and I don't think it has anything to do with money. I think it's about the fear of failure. Men are taught that they have to be strong and that they can never quit. They are taught that they can't fail in anything either. If a man admits to failure, either choosing the wrong wife, picking the wrong career, or admitting weakness, then society no longer looks at him like a man, and he reverts back to being a boy. Even if he's happy being perceived as a boy, he might be used to what he's got in his life, and even losing a small portion of it will cause him tremendous emotional grief. Again, this all comes down to the fear of failure. Besides the financial costs of leaving your longtime wife or partner, which often means splitting your pension, selling the family home, and moving into a tiny little apartment, 
the emotional price paid can be just as staggering, if not more so. As a man, you no longer have a purpose of providing for a woman in your life, and you have nothing to distract you anymore. Your mind is now free to explore the world, and if you leave her, then all kinds of other regrets might start bubbling up to the surface of your mind. And if you're a man in his 60s or 70s, leaving your wife most likely means that you'll never have sex again. Not that I think it would be all that fulfilling with a woman you can't stand when you're a senior citizen, but just the thought of never having sex again scares many elderly men from leaving their wives. Then there's the guilt that your ex-wife will inflict on you as you're leaving. She will probably tell the world, including your children, how terrible of a husband you were. She will try and get your friends to turn against you. Women are generally tolerable and relatively stable until you tell them that the relationship is over, and then they get angry and filled with rage in many cases. Can you handle all that anger targeted at you? We often say that 70% of the time, it's women that initiate the divorces in our society. But I wonder how many men would actually end their relationships and marriages if they were the ones to get the children, alimony, child support, and the family home. It might be higher than 70%, perhaps 80 or maybe even 90%. The rates of divorce initiated mostly by women make it appear to the rest of society that 70% of divorced men are no good. And we live in a democracy after all, so if one side gets 70% of the vote, so to speak, then it automatically invalidates the opinions of the other 30%. Their voices don't seem to matter anymore. Society is saying that women matter and that men don't. And the reasons for men divorcing never seem to be brought to the table, which I think is completely unfair. Now that I'm single, I get this weird look in the faces of men that are still in relationships. I don't know if they pity me or if they envy me. Maybe it's a little of both but it seems like they have a harder time making eye contact with me. Something inside of them has either lost all respect for me, or respects me more, and fears my single life. I just don't know. If you're a guy in his 20s, 30s, or even early 40s without kids, and you feel stuck in your relationship, I know it's hard for you to leave and wander off into the wilderness. But trust me, if you're not happy, then you really need to go. And you really need to cut ties now before it becomes cheaper to keep her. You owe happiness to yourself, even if you know it's going to piss off a lot of people around you. Like I said, much of the time we stay in relationships because we don't want to disappoint the other people in our lives connected to that relationship, or sacrifice our creature comforts. But even if you lose half your house, it was never half of your house to begin with. Only the garage, attic, and possibly the basement were ever really your own personal space. If anything, once you leave, you'll have your own place and your own space and she's going to have to be downsizing because in all likelihood, she will have lost her willing and able slave, i.e. you, to fix the plumbing, mow the lawn, clean the eavesdrops, and if you lived in a house with her, then she'll probably have to get a smaller place. So her personal space will effectively be cut in half, while your personal space will probably grow by over 100% because the entire place will actually be yours. And you don't need fancy furniture to fill your house either. Most guys I know keep the same furniture for 20 to 30 years and buy stuff that lasts and avoid the cheap Ikea crap. So odds are you'll never have to redecorate and you can basically do the renovations in most cases right the first time and never have to do them again. I hope I've been able to convince everyone that deciding to leave a woman after more than a few decades involves more than just a monetary part in the equation. And just because most men don't want to talk about their feelings doesn't mean that we don't have them. We simply bury them down deep inside. Anyways, that's all I've got to say on this topic of cheaper to keeper. I'd like to take the last bit of this video to talk about how a man is supposed to leave his wife after his kids are gone and enjoy the single life if he decides to take the red pill that's ahead of him. 
First of all, make sure you start putting money and precious metals aside in a secret place long before you decide to leave. Also make sure you don't buy a dog or any other pet with your significant other. You'd be surprised, but I have two friends that are absolutely in miserable relationships because they worry about their dogs. They worry about how the dog will feel if they leave. To them I've said, what about you? The dog will probably be dead in five or ten years, and you probably won't be. What then? Will you leave then, or will your girlfriend and you get, buy another dog so you'll stick around for another ten years? Women know that if a man loves her, he'll stick around. But surround a man with babies and animals, and he won't be going anywhere anytime soon. After all, look at all the new dependents you have to take care of, and make yourself useful as well. The crazy cat ladies need to start buying cats after they find a boyfriend. Then their significant other will be hooked. Another thing you need to do before you plan on leaving your wife or girlfriend is to make sure you have a place to go to before you decide to check out the divorce papers in her face. Also make sure you get your old family pictures too. Women love to destroy such things the moment the guy leaves. Trust me, I know all about this, so don't even ask. I would also suggest that you become emotionally and physically distant for many months, if not a year, before you decide to leave. That way it won't be as huge of a shock for you or your significant other when you decide to go. She will know that something is up, but she won't be able to figure it out until after you've decided to drop the news on her and leave. Other things to do is to make sure to change all your banking and computer passwords before you go. Also make sure you get anything and everything that means something to you out of the house before you tell her that it's all over. All those movie scenes where the woman is dumping a man's clothing into the street have a funny way of coming true. So if you don't want to be the guy getting dishes and shirts thrown at you in the middle of the street, then I suggest you take the things that mean something to you before you go. Also do it in a cold and calculated way, like so many of the women that we hear do it as well. Think of it like quitting a job. And in many ways, it's very similar to quitting a job. Anyways, there's another video in the can. Thanks again to everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.